Welcome back to the WISP podcast, where we celebrate amazing women trailblazing in security and privacy. I'm Nicole, your dopest hostess with the mostest, and I'm excited that you came back to join us. So for those of you who are new to this party, our podcast is dedicated to celebrating the women a part of our amazing WISP, which is Women in Security and Privacy community. And I'm proud to introduce our next guest, Zenette Kamal. Welcome to the show, Zenette. It's great to have you. Thank you, Nicole. And a pleasure to be here and love your podcast. I listened to a couple or if not all of the, <laughs> the episodes and definitely your podcast, Perfect Voice. You, you have the voice for it for sure. Thank you very much. I needed to hear that today because I will tell you, it is so weird listening to myself sometimes. So I needed the little, the vote of confidence and I appreciate you for supporting this podcast. It really, really means a lot to me and even more excited that you're going to support us further by being a guest. So yeah. So tell me about how you got introduced to the WISP community. Yeah, so my relationship with WISP, I was a beneficiary, not once, uh, but I think twice uh, from the WISP scholarship, which I am very grateful uh, once for uh, certification, I believe SANS, and another time for tuition for my grad school that I just graduated uh, this year in May from Georgia Tech. Uh, and of course, I'm a fan of <laughs> Rachel Tobak uh, and her work. So um, that's how I get to know WISP. Yeah, well, congratulations on your recent graduation and your certification. Georgia Tech has a really, really impressive cybersecurity program. I, I believe they have a master's program. It's like one or two years, and they've got like the three different focus areas in cybersecurity, and it's amazingly impressive. So congratulations, because I can't imagine that wasn't easy. Thank you so much, because uh, for me, it took me three years because COVID happened and the kids yeah. decided to go to get back home. And, you know, <laughs> I had to discontinue one semester halfway through and then just going back yeah. was the difficult one. And um, just completing it is uh, it's, it's been a milestone. I thought I I'd bet. Be, but my dreams and adventures won't never cease. So it I love that. I love that. I literally do not know how Zinette does it all, but as we continue to move through this podcast, you guys are going to be able to like to start creating a list of all the amazing things she does. So if nothing else, I think everybody, including myself, will walk away inspired, but I think I'm going to be questioning my productivity every day from now on after this episode. <laughs> so in addition to you know, your studies and I, and you will get into a lot of the great other things that you do. Tell me about like what your day job is. So I'm a mom of four. I always begin with that because they're, they're the most, you do the most for them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like the rest mm -hmm. of it is done. Anything that's left over <laughs> from them. So I'm an immigrant from Ethiopia and I'm a career changer from a completely different field. Cause I used to be in the legal field back home when I was in Ethiopia. Uh, right now I'm a multi-award winning cybersecurity advocate, a cloud security engineer at a fortune 500 organization, Best Buy, um, recently gave my first TEDx talk. So a TEDx speaker and a four times published author and I'm team introvert you would think otherwise but I am introvert uh yeah I do all of these things so when I introduce myself I, I work as a cloud security engineer in my day job but I also have the side things that feed my soul yeah I am an introvert too and people are typically surprised by it but I do really, really well either on stage or with small groups. But if you put me in like a big room full of people and you tell me to network, yeah, it mm -hmm. might 
might not go so well. So I totally get the the balance between the two. What was your TEDx talk about? That's, first of all, amazing accomplishment. Tell me more about your TEDx talk. Yeah, so my TEDx talk is about actually my my children's book, The Essence of My Children's Book, one of them, uh, Oh No, Hacked Again, and just generally empowering children in their online safety journey, because as parents and guardians and educators, we assume that because, uh, you know, we give them all the electronics, but we don't really do the effort to educating them how to navigate that digital space safely. And I learned that because my kids got hacked and that was the inspiration for writing my children's book. So I thought, you know, taking the bigger stage, even though I never spoke on like in person before that, I thought that would be a great idea. So it's been a great experience and I cannot wait to share it when it comes out on a TED page any week from now before the end of this year. I cannot wait to see it either. How amazing and colossal was it for your first public speech to be freaking a TED talk? That is fascinating. And nerve wracking because (laughs) a lot of the people who were chosen to speak at TEDx Mm -hmm. Minneapolis out of a hundred and something applications, they chose six people and I was approached on LinkedIn to apply for it even. So everybody keeps saying that they're nervous and they said they took so many stages and I never did except Mm -hmm. virtual ones in COVID time. So it was like, okay, if you were nervous, what am I supposed to do with myself? So I just took that opportunity. Okay, maybe TEDx is different. So I'm just going to take it as an equalizer for all of us. We're going to be nervous together, you know, and, and, but it went really well. There were 350 um, live, uh, you know, attendants there, but then, you know, the goal is to spread it to more audiences, to thousands when it goes live on TED. So I can't wait to share it. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. And this topic is so important. It's interesting because, you know, Cybersecurity Month recently wrapped and we're always so focused on like in the workplace and security and what we need to do. But I mean, when you just think about the amount of technology that all of us use, not only us as professionals, but us as parents, right? Us as adults managing our home, everything is IOT. And then our children, because this generation of children, I mean, they are far more advanced and use electronics so much, right? They're on your phones. You know, you've got smishing texts coming in. You've got all these ads and there's so many opportunities and hackers know it. That's why they do it. And so I love that. I always say that security awareness has to be more than just October. And so I love that you're introducing this really, really important element of security awareness to parents um, as they think about how their children interact with technology. I think that is so, so important. Now, You also mentioned, I want to talk about the books too. We talked a little bit about that, but you also mentioned you're a cloud security engineer, but you were originally in legal. So can you talk to me? That's a very, very interesting career change. Can you talk to me about Mm -hmm. the, the journey of that shift and how you actually decided that cloud security engineering was something that you were interested in? So how I got into security generally, because the cloud security thing is a two-year thing because uh, that was after other two roles in security that I got into cloud security. But my first exposure to cybersecurity came during an undergrad because I, after I came here in 2013, I decided to go back to school because I had this uh, dream of being in anywhere I want after coming to a land of opportunity uh, to be in technology because I've always uh, been fascinated by technology, even though I grew up not having the access to the tech or internet. So it was in 2017, um, so not too long ago when I signed up for an elective course, an introduction to information 
information security class as part of uh, an undergrad program requirement for a computer science undergrad program. So I came, did associate's degree, I started from community college, graduated from there. And when I came here, I was seven months pregnant with my second child. So as soon as I had her, I signed up for a community college. I had no idea. It was just nearby college where we lived in our first, uh, you know, bedroom apartment. And my husband was, you know, working to support the family at that time, because when we came here, we knew nobody except one person who welcomed us. That's a long story, which I talked about it in, in the book that I'll talk about earlier, but later. But um, so in that undergrad program to study for computer science, the professor of that class is also looking for candidates to coach for a university's collegiate cyber defense competition or what's known as cyber CCDC. For the following year and this is happening in late 2017 so you would think that i am i was in the industry for a very long time but not really so <laughs> uh he brought this idea that in you know in that elective class and a lot of students signed up including myself and with over five months of self-preparation on saturdays while also you know doing full-time classes caring for three young kids at the time uh, part-time it inter internship that i was doing because i thought that would get me a foot in the door because i didn't have any experience in the us or in the field or in it so i made the team of eight students to represent the university in ccdc competition so my participation in that competition uh, sort of gave me a sneak peek into the real world security industry in terms of understanding what a blue uh, red or white teams do and how to defend against a simulated attack in a simulated business environment so the university i represented one third place from Minnesota college and universities in, in 2018. And I never looked back, you know, with continued education, be it in formal education, certifications and internships. And that's how I landed my first full-time role in 2018 after doing three IT internships in three different departments at a local government. So in a nutshell, in short, that's how I got into security. I love that. I was recently at the Afrotech conference and there were so many students there that wanted to learn about cybersecurity. They were studying cybersecurity, but not necessarily sure how to break in the industry or which domain they wanted to work in. And then I'm a member of a lot of women in tech groups or just like people, you know, looking to break into tech and people are always like, which certifications should I get? Like, how do I, if I get this cert, will I get a job? And it's tough because I think there aren't many entry level roles in cybersecurity across our industry, which I think is a huge problem. Mm. But I always tell people you've got to get creative, right, with how mm. you get experience, because a lot of the roles are looking for experience. They want to know the things that you've done, right? Like learning and education is very much theory, but being able to execute that is so, so important. I love how you stepped up, you volunteered, you got this team together. You guys obviously were on your game. You won the competition. And I love that you took an adjacent path getting internships in IT. IT and security go hand in hand, right? And so having that foundational IT knowledge coupled with the cybersecurity education is a really, really winning combination. Um, and I hope that people are listening are really, really inspired by the, the work that you did. And congratulations on kicking butt at the um, <laughs> at the competition. I bet that felt like really, really good and really rewarding. 
Yeah, it is intimidating at, at, at some point because the lack of background, because it's not something that you learned, it's something that you have to self-teach and that's something that we have to emphasize in security that you're doing most of the things on your own. Yes. You do the self-learning and then through that and being able to you know, coordinate with the team, it just taught me so many things outside of the computer science bachelor's degree that I formally took. So everybody's learning is different. You know, you don't really have to do formal education, but if you're in school, take advantage of this kind of opportunities. Like if there's CCDC team, venture and see what you can contribute and, you know, see where it takes you. I love that. I love that. So I have to imagine that along this journey of relocating halfway across the world, right? You and your husband are building your family. You have young children. You're having more children. You're in school. You're interning. You're looking for work, writing. Like, that's a lot. What were some of the challenges that you faced along this journey? Yeah, so being a parent of four young kids, now I have four, you know, and and trying to pursue a school, keep up with the learning and just my aspirations with writing books that came during COVID time out of necessity Um, and the talks because I want to improve my public speaking, although I do not really like public speaking, but I want to get better at it. So the only way to get better at it is to do it more of it. Um, so those were the challenging. However, you know, it has been an eventful couple of years since I, you know, immigrated to the U.S. in 2013, going back to school, starting from community college while having, you know, three of my four kids uh, here to transfer into a four-year university, uh, pursuing a degree that I have no, you know, background and, and making career changes to grad school and, you know, to discovering security and publishing my books. Not now, now four of them uh, graduating with my master's degree from, you know, conquering the public speaking fear to de- delivering TEDx talk. I think I think it just requires you to uh, push a little bit of your comfort zone. Yes, I said I'm an introvert. I don't like really public speaking, but I'm doing it because it's bigger than myself. And some of the things that I would like to share are bigger than my fear. So I have to step up and do all of those things. So um, I think I would just say to other people that, you know, just push a little bit beyond that comfort zone. And um, and then also, you know, pursuing certifications that are relevant to, to the career goals that I'm having. I think it's important to be part of a community and just, you know, being on, on LinkedIn, just uh, building your brand. I think those are some of the things, um, but it's been a, a blessing. It's been a growing year after year. It's more specifically this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot. And I can imagine that pushing gets hard sometimes, right? Especially when you're, you're, you're doing so much balancing, but there are a lot of wins on the other side. Right. And so I know you, you talked about some of the challenges, what were some of like really big moments where you were like, I feel good about that accomplishment? Like, what are some of those things along the journey? Oh, so definitely graduating with my master's degree uh, because of the challenges that I mentioned, because I had to discontinue COVID time. And then the TEDx, like it's a big stage uh, prepping for that. Um, initially, when they asked me to write the script for my talk, I wrote 10 pages and they said, no, this is for 12 minute talk. So I, the cutting back was the most challenging thing. And I involved my 13 year old son to help me because you have to memorize it. You can't have anything on screen. So 12 minutes of memorization of that talk while walking. And I told my son, he was looking for me and he scrolled first when I showed him and he said, mom, why are you doing this to yourself? Like he, initially. And then after a few weeks, he's like, 
you know what, we're halfway through, there's no going back, we're going to do this. I and he's it. been helping uh, my, including my two daughters, like uh, we were recreating this event in the house with a small red carpet, pretending to be on the stage where they were hype me. And I have a video of it one day I'll post it, but um, pretending to be the other speakers and then being an MC for me, calling me. And then it, it was just so really an experience that you know my husband and my son get to be the VIP attendants for that talk and they and my son said the moment when he said that of all of your practices the moment when you delivered it to the audience that was the best of all times like and that just made me you know I told them like you don't have excuse not to give a TEDx talk one of you from the four of you <laughs> that's but right. you know, yeah all of the accomplishments that I've had with my books because pretty much they are involved I try to get them involved in the process of the bookmaking because it's their stories that I'm telling with proud and her hijab the first book it's their stories, my daughter's stories. And then, and with Ono hacked again to their own stories of getting hacked during COVID time while gaming and how I taught them how to secure themselves. And then, you know, it's just, um, I would say all of it, you know, it's been, a, it's been a success with the challenge. It's just embracing the process because we can't only be liking the end results. We also have to embrace the process. I think that's where a lot of people quit um, yeah. and, and just rush to that, you know, instant gratification of when do I see the results and uh, none of it is an, you know, an overnight success itself. It's years. I mean, I've been in school for the past nine years, starting from yeah. associate's degree to bachelor's and this. And in doing that formal education, I've also been doing industry certifications that are relevant to a point where, you know what, if some opportunity comes, there's no way anyone can say that I'm not qualified, you know. So um, we, we do the learning because the field requires it because um, that's how you stay relevant. And, and it's been amazing. Yeah. What certifications do you find have helped you most as a cloud security engineer? So initially, I think you asked that question in the beginning. I don't think I talked about so two things. Like as a cloud security engineer at a Fortune 500 organization that I'm working now, uh, along with my team, we ensure that you know our migration to the cloud is done securely. That's in a nutshell, ensuring the secure configuration of apps in the cloud. Uh, and then in, so to get into that role, um, Previous to that, I was working as an information security engineer, a senior in a state government. Um, so I was approached by LinkedIn um, to from LinkedIn to join the organization. And I thought at that point I wasn't ready for anything related to cloud, even though I was preparing myself. I knew that cloud and security would be the future. So I was learning the cloud. And that's what I advise people is that if you want to get into cloud, learn one of the cloud from the providers. And I chose AWS at that point. And I was doing and, and I did uh, AWS cloud certification. And because of that learning and then I was also uh, giving talk um, in, I think, at SANS for, um, I forgot the name of the, the event at SANS uh, in 2021. I did a talk regarding AWS security in the cloud, even though I wasn't working in that space, but I prepared the talk and I gave a talk. So those things led the people to, you know, ask me and I kept pushing back saying that, you know, I'm good. I'm, I'm really good where I'm at. I don't want to move. I'm not ready, you know, because we always feel like we have to be more ready I, to be ready for the job. And I think we're going to do that more than... <laughs> you know, uh, our main counterparts. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, but they they were insisting and I, you know, I 
after four interviews and three months of the back and forth, I ended up joining the field. So um, cloud security, I think, you know, it's it's the basic security knowledge that you would have you bringing from other side, you know, on-prem security stuff. It's just that, you know, it depends on where you're, the organization you're working for operates. If it's AWS, you need to know how AWS cloud computing works in general. And then after I joined, that's when I took more certification in AWS solutions architects, because now you need to know how to architect those things. I didn't take the AWS advanced security specialty one, but there are paths in that. And I always advise people whenever you want to pursue certification, don't take it for the sake of taking because it requires time and commitment and money. Even if your employer pays for it, it's a time commitment. So always see how it aligns with your career goal and then pursue it accordingly. And for me, I, you know, when I got that WISP scholarship, mm-hmm. I took a, a SANS GCLD. I think that's what it's called. It's called um, Essential Cloud Security Certification that mm-hmm. covers not only AWS but the other ones. But ah, um, but I was nice. I was also taking CCSK from CSA. So I, I those learnings yeah. were happening before getting to the role. So that's what got their attention to ask yeah. me. I don't know how the job market is like that right now, but I, yeah. I always say building your brand and talking about your learning and your journey always opens door for opportunities. So that's yes. what I mostly talk about in the LinkedIn course. I am going to you know be teaching about. Yeah, perfect segue, because I was going to say, speaking of building your brand, like what's Mm -hmm. next and exciting in your world? It sounds like this LinkedIn course. Tell me a little bit more about it. Yeah, so my first LinkedIn course, I'll be heading to California next week as the time of recording of this course (laughs) to California to record my first LinkedIn course in uh, cybersecurity careers, building your brand in cybersecurity, because it's uh, important in today's you know, digital world or in the industry, because we always advise people who want to get into the industry. Yes, network, learn the skills, have the essential skills, such as the communication skills, but be known for something within the industry um, and share that value with your audience, build that on LinkedIn or other platforms uh, so that you, you be, you know, you don't have to be always applying jobs and waiting for responses. You can build your thought leadership on platforms such as LinkedIn. And then um, that's a perfect example that I mentioned earlier is being thought out for uh, new opportunities, even if when you're not ready for, or maybe when you don't think that you're ready for it, maybe you're ready for it through your actions, you know, and people see it through that sharing. And then uh, to be thought out for speaking opportunities, all of the opportunities that I've gotten to speak in Dubai last month in Montreal and, um, you know, even my books, you know, for sharing them with different organizations, I got them through my presence, not because I reached out to anywhere else. So I emphasize for people, whether they have experience within the industry or entering aspiring professionals to start building their brand because it's going to take time to build that and starting today is the the best time. I love that. I love that. And where if folks are interested in your books, where can they find them? So they're available all three of them in um in Amazon, but I prefer and definitely if you want it to be signed from my website, zinakamal.com. I always uh, direct them to my website. Yeah. Uh, but then we didn't talk about uh, our newest release with uh 
Black Women in Cyber Collective. I'm one of the uh, other 15 women co-authors yes. <laughs> within the security and privacy that you know. I know Tanisha Martin was one of your guests and um, my fourth published work uh, outside of the three children's book that I've authored is titled Securing Our Future. It's an anthology um, with other 15 Black women in cyber, like I mentioned. So it's a, a collaborative work and um, I would call it a masterpiece because we came from different backgrounds and pinned down sharing the brilliance and resilience of our journey into cybersecurity. And uh, it's currently available for pre-order on Barnes & Noble uh, and it will be launched uh, early January. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and um, I'll be sharing my TEDx talk when it goes live as well. Yes. So, so many, many, many great things coming up. We got the TEDx talk, the LinkedIn learning course, this fourth publication. Obviously, the other three books are available. Final question for you, Zinette. What advice do you have for women who aspire to work in the security or privacy industries? Ooh, great question. Yeah. So if you have the desire to be in the industry, just start today. I think, you know, yes, women are the minority, especially Black women are the minority minority because we already know the numbers, but you should know that you do belong and you have so much to contribute. Like, don't sleep on it. Don't fear it from afar. Just start today and do it scared, you know, and know that I'll share three things. One is know that cybersecurity is a very broad field with a range of various domains uh, explore those domains to see which areas, you know, speaks to you the most, to your interest and to your pa passion. So why stick to something that you don't have when you have so many options? And that's what I try to cover also in See Yourself in Cybersecurity is covering 13 various roles for our high schoolers and middle schoolers to see themselves in this industry. Because I get this question so many times. I love what you do. How do I get into cybersecurity? But I would have loved that question to be how do I get into cyber threat intelligence? Or because I would direct that question to someone else because I have no idea about cyber threat intelligence. But if you ask me about cloud security, I might answer your question. Two is start with the basics to understand the fundamentals. And I would start with the IC Square CC certification. I think it, it's, it's relatively newer. It's a good one to start even before security class and network class, because that's where I started. I started with network class back in 2017, security class, UISA, CISA. I have it all from a very entry level to advanced ones, but make sure that you start from the fundamental and build off of that um, slowly. And the third is essential skills are very important. And notice that I'm not calling them soft skills but essential because don't overlook those communication skills, problems, solving skills, critical skills, and collaboration because, um, and for those who are career changers, don't overlook your other skills that you bring in from other industry. You never know which one of them are transferable. And while building the skills, uh, don't underestimate the value of networking because we always preach that building your personal brand. We talked about that in stab establishing your LinkedIn presence, online cybersecurity community, joining your tribe. We know a lot of you know groups now <laughs> compared to when I joined in 2018. I only know VCs at that time, but probably there were more even then. But now we have Black Girls in Cyber, Black Girls Hack, WISP, uh, so many uh, organizations that we can um, join. Even if we have the skills, sometimes we lack the confidence because we don't have that community support. So those are my advices. 
I love those. So explore the different domains across cybersecurity. Start yes. with the basics and build to the more advanced topics. Building essential skills. I love that you call them essential instead of soft because we can build and engineer great things, but if we cannot collaborate with the business to get them to adopt them, right? What, what, what good are we? And then cultivating your network because honestly, community is critical. I think those are four really, really great yes. pieces of advice for women looking to uh, to get into this industry. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thanks for hanging with me today, Zinette. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Nicole. I love being here and thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, guys, go to ZinetteKamal.com to pick up any of her publications. You can also go to Barnes & Noble to pre-order her newest work. Stay tuned for Top of 2024, where we'll get to check out her TED Talk and hear about her new cybersecurity course on LinkedIn Learning about building your brand and cybersecurity. And thanks to all of you who tune in. If you want to hear more, you know where to find us. Join us for new episodes on the last Monday of every month as we elevate and celebrate these deserving women. I look forward to seeing you there.